Welcome to the Perimenopausal Mamas podcast for hormonal mamas who want to reclaim their own natural state of health to thrive and raise healthy kids. I'm Dr. Lisa Weeks, naturopathic doctor in Toronto, Canada, and I'm a perimenopausal mama to my little boy named Stuart. And I'm Dr. Tony Reed, naturopathic doctor, birth doula, and hypnobirthing educator in Calgary, Canada, and I'm a perimenopausal mama to my little girl, Frankie. Thanks for supporting us for the past 100 episodes. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also support us by visiting our Patreon page, where you can find out how you can join us for our monthly patron webinar, where we do a deeper dive discussion about all things perimenopause. The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not meant to substitute professional medical advice. Always consult with your licensed healthcare provider. Hello, and welcome back to the Perimenopausal Mamas podcast. Today, this is Dr. Tony. And, you know, with getting back to school, you know, the school new year, so to speak, uh, getting out of summer, I thought I'd just join you for a quick solo episode and share something that really literally just came to me this week. And especially because I've been thinking a lot about birth. As you know, I am a hypnobirthing childbirth educator And I'm very passionate about supporting uh, expecting moms and parents to really have the kind of birth experience that they want and giving them a bit of a different outlook on how to look at birth, harnessing their instincts, um, really learning about their body and how to support the natural physiology and biochemistry of birth to have uh, go into a birth with more calm and confidence. And just literally this week, I was thinking about, again, how I'm so passionate about this, how I'm passionate about using these techniques of hypnosis to start supporting moms. So hint, hint, that's uh, in the future, more exciting things to come. And I was in the shower the other day, because don't we always do our best thinking in the shower? About how I was lucky enough, grateful enough um, to have stumbled upon hypnobirthing and And really made the decision, made the choice to use hypnobirthing for myself when I became pregnant with my daughter when I was 41. Again, a mom of a certain age. I And how using hypnobirthing and the techniques of hypnobirthing may have really set me up in a positive way to continue my journey through perimenopause and into menopause without a lot of strife or challenge. I mean, I 
work a lot with women in my naturopathic medical practice and hear a lot from women out on social media about all of the symptoms that they're experiencing, the the struggles, the challenges, um, the fluctuations, the the night sweats, the hot flashes, the insomnia, all of the things that we can go through in perimenopause and into menopause. And not that I was completely immune to any of that. I've shared uh, on a number of episodes, uh, especially even the the last episode where. Um, I shared, you know, the hot flashes that I went through um, and the uh, some challenges with sleep uh, and how I went through perimenopause and I'm out on the other side. There's a light at the end of the tunnel going into menopause. And of course, not everything is perfect in menopause land uh, for me and We'll definitely link to that episode in the show notes. And then looking at, okay, you know, what impacts our hormones? What impacts our bodies? What impacts our biochemistry? And that is stress. That is our thoughts and how we manage, how we cope, what what we do with all of that. It's definitely a conversation we've had before, both myself and Dr. Lisa on these episodes. Now, I was grateful enough to have gratefully have heard of hypnobirthing before I became pregnant, really when I started my journey into perimenopause in my late 30s, a good friend and colleague uh, had shared her experience with hypnobirthing with her kids and how she described it as being really great for adjusting her perception of pain and her perception of time, which I thought sounded amazing. And then when I learned a little bit more about hypnobirthing and and actually saw it in practice with a couple of, of my patients that I supported with their births, I really recognized that the the techniques and definitely the philosophy of hypnobirthing really supports relaxation and calm and harnessing the power of our minds to work for us instead of against us. And I know I needed that because I'm not the kind of person who naturally relaxes really easily. And especially dealing with the programming around our bodies can be a little bit stressful, can be a little bit anxiety-inducing. And that's another piece that I think is really connected where we are bombarded with all of these messages from society from media, from our families, from our parents, about ourselves, about how we should think about ourselves, and especially about our bodies as women and as girls. And this is so key when it comes to labor and birth and pregnancy, the amount of fear and distrust of our bodies is something that we inherit 
and something that, again, we're surrounded by. Uh, With a lot of us, and with in general it being normal, I'm like using air, air quotes that you can't see, normal or common for us to give our power away to others, especially to the conventional medical system. I mean, uh, over the past hundred years or more, birth has really become medicalized. And not that I'm completely against that. Uh, I am, especially given, uh, given my family history of uh, my grandmother and uh, her baby um, dying shortly after childbirth. I mean, I I do wonder if, again, the advancements in our medical system right now would have prevented that. And, uh, you know, uh, there's a good chance of that. Absolutely, there's a reason why we have cesarean sections and, and surgical births and different interventions when needed, when there are special circumstances that require that. So, uh, you know, absolutely, if needed, fantastic. And that is not the traditional domain of birth. And it's not always needed. Uh, for In the majority of cases, it's not needed. Our conventional medical system and how we've <laughs> looked at birth has not supported the health of moms and babies, there's an impact. Um, And there's a reason why even, especially in Canada, uh, again, different systems are different um, around the world in different countries, in different jurisdictions. Uh, In Canada, midwifery births, which may be about 10% of births in the country, maybe less than that. Oh, I don't have my stats in front of me. And the um, the percentage of cesarean uh, births in midwife-led births, um, births that are um, led by the professional healthcare provider of the midwife, are vastly less than in the conventional system. Again, I could really get on a soapbox here. I'm going to get off. And just leave it at that. The fact that I was using hypnobirthing, which includes self-hypnosis, because all hypnosis is self-hypnosis, which, and what the heck is that? It really is about creating a level of deep relaxation that is also combined with really being open to positive messages that are connected to our goals and what we want to achieve. So when it comes to birth, that means practicing deep relaxation and opening the conscious and unconscious mind to receive positive messages about birth and the ability of our bodies to birth safely and easily. Uh, and to support the design of that, to support the physiology of birth, to support what your body already knows how to do, to support the hormones that are important for birth, and to minimize the 
stress hormones to minimize going into fight or flight, that stress mode that interferes and can interfere with the physiology and biochemistry of of natural, normal instinct of birth. And I continue to use those hypnobirthing techniques even after my daughter was born to help to support me to go to sleep and to relax. And and so you really using the power of that self-hypnosis to shift my body, to support relaxation mode, to support healing mode, which again allows proper hormone balance, minimizes the impact of our adrenal glands to or really maximizes the the ability of the adrenal glands to buffer out our estrogen and progesterone once our ovaries stop or start to stop um, responding to the brain's signals and, and stimulation. Because if those adrenal glands are focused on creating the stress hormones, they're not necessarily going to buffer out the estrogen and progesterone which could increase symptoms around perimenopause and menopause. So that really had me wonder the other day in the shower, did hypnobirthing support a more smooth transition for me through perimenopause into menopause? Was harnessing the power of my mind to work for me instead of against me to support relaxation and calm and trust in myself and in my body, did that allow me to reach menopause without the strife, without the struggle, without the huge challenge? Maybe. Like I said, I'll be sharing, this will be a conversation. <laughs> we'll be having more episodes and I will be sharing more about how I will be allowing for not only women and parents uh, who are expecting and, and wanting that support around birth and to harness the power of their mind around birth um, to be uh, to be teaching parents that I will be sharing is in the near future ways that we can use hypnosis and we can use the power of our mind to support our mental, physical, emotional, spiritual health, even after birth through perimenopause and into menopause. I'm very excited about that. So stay tuned. Now, let me share you, uh, with you some mama mess up and mama and super mom moment lately. Again, boundaries. There's this conversation around boundaries. And again, uh, we, we may re-release the episode with, that I had with, with Dr. Liz Bolin about boundaries. But again, I'll, I'll link to that in the show notes to check that out. I've definitely let my boundaries <laughs> with my daughter slide. I mean, summer, right? 
schedules can can really slide routines can get out of whack i've definitely let my boundaries around bedtime slide and i've really been letting frankie just fall asleep while cuddling me on the couch in front of the tv you know we've been watching american ninja warrior because we're fans of reality tv and especially american ninja warrior um some great stories of just people just again pushing pushing their boundaries and and committing and oh it's just it's awesome to see the 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 girls the boys the men the women the moms just take on those challenges anyway so i've been letting her do that okay mama mess up there super mom moment this week finally working on the boundaries around bedtime and instead of letting frankie fall asleep on the couch I let Frankie fall asleep after brushing her teeth in bed during story time. So a little super mom moment for me. Got to celebrate the wins, don't you know? (laughs) And then uh, my mama must have for this week. I've shared before. I will share it again. I'm a big fan of the work of Dr. Gabor Mate. And I highly recommend his latest book, The Myth of Normal. Or if you, you know, want to check out some of his lectures on YouTube, um, you know, searching him on YouTube and then letting the algorithm do what it what it wants to do. I love, um, you know, opening up YouTube and, and seeing a few of his lectures, small, small chunks or, or bigger chunks um, in my algorithm. Uh, and the conversation around, you know, how we're programmed from a young age um, and the impact on our emotional health, the impact on our trust of ourselves and our bodies, our gut instincts. So highly recommend that. We'll definitely be talking more about that as well. So thanks so much for listening, everyone. Again, you can check out our show notes wherever you're listening to this podcast episode and also our website, perimenopausalmamas.com. You can email us, connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. We would love for you to subscribe and leave us a review and a five-star rating if you enjoyed this episode. And you can also support us by visiting our Patreon page. So also what can really help too is just telling your perimenopausal mama friends about us, sharing episodes that really speak to you and that you think that would be helpful for them as well. So stay safe and healthy, everyone. Take care until next time. Bye.